open it up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. I sometimes feel like the times I preach the most, it kind of like the Lord just comes and he yeah, does something completely different. Let me just move this a bit. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's so cool. I just didn't even expect it. We just came here this morning and said in a way, and then God just moved. Um, Gera, so can you, can you just drop my gain a little bit? Thanks, I can, I can see how, I can, uh, how I'm going to run away with that. Um, so uh, it's so cool seeing what the Lord is doing. Even that prophetic song, Kurtzen started singing. And as he started singing, there's just something of, of what the Lord is saying just now to the church. You know, like, come, and, come and give us what we need, God, and because we want to build the church. And uh, it's so cool because essentially what God gives us to build this church is the spiritual gifts. The gifts of the Spirit God gives us so that we might build up His church. He doesn't give it to us so that we can look flashy and fancy. And, you know, there's a lot of charismatic churches out there that, you know, we, we follow the gifts and you know, all, all that. But uh, basically, we, we, they're just building around the flashiness. Where we we want to see the gift of the Spirit operate not only on a Sunday, but in our communities. We want to see the gift of the Spirit operate over a cup of coffee. I want to be sitting in a coffee shop and saying, I'm, I just got a prophetic word for you right now. I, I just feel the Lord is saying this. Or, you know, I just want to encourage you. Maybe there's something in your heart just springs up. Yo, this scripture comes to mind. Let, let's quickly read it. I feel like the Lord wants to say something. And as you read it, there's maybe a moment that a revelation drops in your heart and you just understand this. And there's a moment of teaching that you can give to this person opposite of you. And you can look, look, look at all of a sudden this makes sense. And so I want to... Just, yeah, I don't exactly know how this is going to look, <laughs> so bear with me. Uh, I've, I've got some notes here that I opened up, haven't preached in a while. But, so, the spiritual gifts. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. Sorry, so uh, my previous notes are on there, so um, they're going to put it on as I uh, read them. Be- before, we, before we do that, as they get it, how do we define spiritual gifts? I think that's, that's a very important thing. I just took your Bible. Because eh? <laughs> um, we, need, we, need, we need to put a definition on something to know what it means. I mean, otherwise, if we don't put a definition on it or we don't understand it, it gets muddy, it gets confusing. So to, to put a definition, and I want to read a quote of Wayne Grudem. I don't know if some of you might know him. Milan, obviously, I say. Um, He's a very, he's like a, a very solid Bible teacher. Uh, he's very conservative by nature, but when he gets to the gifts, he's very, he's like, I mean, this is what the Bible says. He's very conservative, but he can't go outside of the Bible. So it's cool reading some of his stuff regarding the gifts. And so he says, a spiritual gift is any ability that is empowered by the Holy Spirit and is used in any ministry of the church. Just that. Because sometimes we think because the word spiritual. You know, it's spiritual gift. So whenever someone falls, that was a spiritual gift. You know, whoever packs up the coffee, that's just, you know, let them just do the coffee. But no, and we're going to look at some, of the, some examples there, but there is a variety of spiritual gifts. But before we look at that, let's read. This, do, you got, do you have the 1 Corinthians 14? Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gift, especially the gift of prophecy. It's like, I've, I remember speaking to some conservative people um, and, you know, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll just, if, if God has any gift for me, I'll take it. But, we, you know, I'm, I'm running off to Jesus. I'm not running 
after the gifts. You know? And yes, we do run after Jesus, but Jesus says, you know, because you know, God writes the Bible, He says, eagerly desire the spiritual gift. Eagerly. There's a difference between, yeah, I desire something and eagerly desire something. You know that feeling you have when there's a take-a-lot package on the way? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get the SMS, like, you know, it's, it's being shipped out today, and that whole day, you're just looking at the gate, you hear a car driving past, he's, ah, yes. No, because you can't wait, you're, you're desiring this thing, man, you can't wait for it. And there's a, there's a sense of when it gets to the gifts, we need to, man, I eagerly desire the gifts. And then he goes on, he says, especially prophecy. Especially prophecy. And I remember being in school reading that, and I couldn't prophesy <laughs> Even if I could see that thing was red, I couldn't prophesy that it was red. I just, prophecy was so foreign to me, I, I just couldn't. And, I, was, and uh, I remember some of my friends, they always had dreams and visions and seeing stuff. And I just, I don't, it doesn't happen to me. I'm just, I'm struggling. But I kept on reading it and, and it eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. And ever, ever since, I was just, God, you say I need to desire, especially prophecy. God, I'm desiring prophecy. I don't have a clue how to prophesy. I don't have a clue how this works. But I'm desiring it. And I'm eagerly desiring it. And I've desired it ever since. You don't have to put this up. But in 1 Corinthians 12, we see that the Holy Spirit is the one who distributes the gifts. He distributes it as He sees fits. He chooses to whom He gives what. And He chooses what the measure of gifts is. Because we also see... There's measures of gifts. I mean, you, you get guys that can, that can teach well, and then you get guys that, like, if Mike Davies, one of the elders in Josh Chen, if he would walk in here, I would be frothing out of the mouth. And it's just, it's just so good. I, I, I can't deal. It's, I remember being in Team T. If Mike Davies was there, I don't care if I've got a broken leg, whatever, I'm going to class. You won't get me out of that class. Then there were other people, I'm like, oh, I'm skipping class. <laughs> Won't name names. Um, so there's different measures of gifts. I mean, likewise, if, you, if you're honest with yourself, you know, you get someone that walks in, and when they share a prophetic word, everyone just cries. I mean, the Lord is there. He just spoke. And then there's other people that, you know, the Lord loves you. you know, it's, they've prophesied, and it's cool. But there's different measures of gifts. That makes sense. Right. So, oh. In 1 Corinthians still, we see that the Holy Spirit is the one who distributes it. He distributes different measures of it. But we also need to hold this intention that it's God that gives the gift. I can't, I don't give myself the gifts. It's a gift. Can't, it's not like, it's, it's not like, you know, growing up, I, I remember for, for Christmas and stuff like that. It, we never really had gifts. We kind of just, I want that for Christmas. And then they would just pass. I actually just get myself a gift. Except someone else maybe pays. It is still kind of a gift. But it's not like we get to, yeah, yeah, get this. It's, it's Holy Spirit that decides. This is what you get. But then also, we need to hold it in tension that we should desire the gifts. So, maybe put on uh, 1 Peter 4 verse 10 if you can get it there. As I get it, I want to say, in, in the charismatic church, if you would call it, or you know, the, 
the church as a whole that is generally open for the gifts, there subtly has been something creeping in where you get the, like I said, you get the gifts and then you get the, the other stuff. And uh, I want to say in God's eyes, the goal of the gifts is to build up the church. So whether it is a super flashy thing or whether it is something like admin, something like helping, serving, those gifts, we need to ask God, God, what? Like Gertrude saying, well, like the prophetic would give us what we need so we can build up a church. Sometimes God will give us prophecy, gift of healing. It's to build up the church. Sometimes you might give someone the gift of admin. And believe me, that builds up the church. <laughs> yes, that builds up the church. Eh? You don't see it necessarily from the front, but if there's no admin gifts around, it's, it's, I'm getting grayer by the day. <laughs> anyway, so let's read. Uh, they have the Peter. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administrating God's grace in its various forms. Now, there's a couple of things I want to take out here. Each of us should use whatever gift we have received to serve others. I want to say the goal of the gift that you get is not for you. The spiritual gift that God gives you is not to you, but it's through you. The gift that I get so let me say it like this. If God gives me a prophetic gift, He doesn't actually give me the prophetic gift. He gives you the prophetic gift through me. So likewise, if God gives you a gift, it's not to you, but it's to us. So it's through you. And that is a very humbling thing. So that gets you to a place where if, 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 my, if my, the measure of the gift that I have is very big, it's fine because God has given it. It's not to me, it's to you. Even if it's small, it's fine. It's not to me, it's to you. But it also means if I don't use my gift, essentially what I'm doing is I'm robbing you from something God wants to give you. If I do not use my prophetic gift, per se, then you are missing out on something that God wants to give you. Now, that might sound prideful, like oh, you can't say that, but it is essentially because I am the middleman between God what, and what he wants to give to you. And I, in my selfishness, say, no, I will not. I will not give to you what God wants to give to you. <laughs> it's like, now I know there's fear involved and it's difficult standing there taking the mic and I feel the Lord says this or now you're having a coffee of someone and you just have this idea maybe, maybe this is going on in their life and you've got this, you know, you've never really experienced this, you don't know how this works and it's a, it's a bit of a far-fetched. I don't, I don't think I can say this now. I've had coffees of people, you know, when I was in school, just figuring out the whole spiritual gift thing, and I, having coffee, all of a sudden this idea dropped in my head that this person um, is thinking this, or he's struggling with this, and I'm like, yes, I can't, <laughs> imagine, I can't now tell him, I listen, do you struggle with this, or are you thinking this, and it's like, if I'm wrong, it's weird, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I'm like, no, let me just, but because I'm disobedient, because I'm not using it, I'm actually robbing that person from walking in more of God. I'm not serving that person. If, I, if I've got a moment of teaching, I've, I've got a scripture that I understand, and I've, um, maybe I can, some people can in front of a lot of people, others in a smaller group, but if I'm not teaching someone, I'm robbing that person from understanding this. And I know it's the Holy Spirit that teaches us, and yes, but there's also teachers in the church. If it was, if it was just the Holy Spirit teaching us and speaking to us all the time, there wouldn't have been a need for one another. You just have the Holy Spirit go and just follow God, and it's fine. But that's not the design we see in the church. And then, 
at the bottom it says, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Now that word various, the Greek, I don't know, I know what it means, I just don't have the Greek here. Um, but basically, it, it's like, you know you've got a rainbow and you've got all the colors. I got the, but it's all those colors and everything in between. So if I would say sport, you've got rugby, cricket, soccer, Formula One, whatever, and everything else. So it's, it's, it's a variety. I want to move on to the list of the gifts. So, you don't have to put it up, but I think some, sometimes in church we, we or I was, I was taught like this, you get, you get the gifts, the spiritual gift you get in 1 Corinthians. Now, I'm saying, I, I don't believe this is true, just hear me out, this is what I was taught. You know, you get the spiritual gift in 1 Corinthians, and then you get the uh, gift of Jesus in 1, or in Ephesians, and then you get the gifts of the Father, and then you get the, uh, but they're different, and the one is a spiritual gift, and the other one is not, and, uh, and it gets all confusing, and I remember, I don't know if, if some of you have done this, but you get, on, maybe I shouldn't say, tell this to you, but on, online, yeah, you get a website where you can take a spiritual gift test, <laughs> so, so then you take the test, and then they tell you, out of the 12 possible that there is, you are this one or two, yeah? Now, I mean, if you think of it, obviously, there's an answer, so you'll obviously land in one of those 12, and then you look at it, and I've, I don't know if some of you have taken it, you're like, I'm not sure about this. <laughs> I mean, th- there wasn't any other options, so I, you know, this is the close, closest I can get. <laughs> it's actually so weird. Um, but that's not true. The, 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 when we see in the Bible... I'll read it. 1 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10, Ephesians 4, verse 11, Romans 12, 6, verse 8, 6 to verse 8, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 7, and in 1 Peter 4, verse 11, that's pretty much where you get in the Bible speaking about the spiritual gifts and the gifts and whatnot. Now, that is not an exhaustive list. So I think sometimes we go and we're like, okay, this is the gifts, and we try and stay within that. But I don't think Paul or, and all the other, uh, Peter who wrote some of these gifts, I don't think they sat down, okay, let's, what's all, okay, here's, okay, that's the gifts. That's the gift that God gives. I mean, if you look at the words in, in the variety of gifts, and there's other areas where they speak about how, you know, there's a, the, the multitudes, and there's just too many. So the best example I can use it to, to illustrate that is, it's like me speaking to someone that has never heard of the concept of sport, right? And I'm telling you, okay, well, sport is generally a team-based or a one-on-one type thing, competing against, against each other, and one wins, one loses. And I kind of give you a frame of how it looks like. And then I go, like, okay, and then you get rugby, you get cricket, you get soccer, hey, maybe you get table tennis, you get Formula One. So I'm, I'm mentioning the things that you would probably see a lot, and then I'm mentioning some extremes to show you how far it goes. And that is exactly what Peter does, or, uh, Paul does. He says, you know, tongues and prophecy. And then he goes to helps and administration and serving. And he mentions some, so that you see how broad it is. I think if, if Paul had to write down all the gifts, <laughs> and I think it's because we, we think that, Paul sat down one day and he's like, I'm going to write this academic letter to the Corinthians. I think we don't understand that Paul didn't firstly write his letters as academic letters, but as letters. 
to people. He's like, there's a problem, you need to do this. And he, it's like more a pastoral thing. I'm speaking into your situation. So we overanalyze it. Go, well, this is the 12, it's only this. That's not what he's, he's saying here. Because in the Old Testament, again, we see the Spirit in Exodus, I think, 33 or something. Um, or in Genesis, I might be, but you hear me out So the Holy Spirit rushes upon, or comes upon people and gives them a gift of building. To build the tabernacle. I'm like, what? And then you see the Holy Spirit rushing upon Samson, and then he, like, rips people apart. As it's, it's, it's in a sense, in that moment, the Holy Spirit and a gift of the Spirit that comes in. And you don't see that in Paul's writing. You know, one has the gift of building a building. <laughs> it probably wasn't relevant, but it's there. And I, I believe here this morning, there's guys that has a gift of worship maybe. That, that the Holy Spirit has given you. That the, the Spirit of God has breathed on that thing. And it becomes now a tool that is used to build up the kingdom. Maybe you've got a gift of art. And somehow that will build up the kingdom. Maybe you've got a gift of communication. So just the way that you say it is so much better than the way I would say it. I've seen it so many times. You know, someone just speaks, and it's like, I don't really understand. And someone else says exactly the same thing. Oh, yeah, okay, makes sense. <laughs> and God uses, so there's a measure, and I do agree that there's a measure of gifts like tongues and prophecy. I don't, it just comes from the Spirit. But then there's things that I'm born with a natural ability or something, and the Holy Spirit rushes upon that thing and makes it a spiritual gift. Because now this will be build, building up the church. I want to read that quote of Wayne Grudem just again. Wayne Grudem said, um, defining spiritual gifts, a spiritual gift is any ability that is empowered by the Holy Spirit and is used in any ministry of the church. Like any ability that God uses for the church. And we need to look, God, what am I good with? What, 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 what can I do? And this is probably the tricky thing. Okay, I hear the spiritual gifts and we need to build up the church. And, but what, what is, what's my gift? What, is, what has God given me? Because it's great singing, God, give us the gifts and give us what we need to build up the, your church. And, but okay, we don't know what it is. Because God is not giving us all the same gifts. He's giving different gifts to different people. And we need to figure out who has what. Yes, and I enjoy doing that, sitting and thinking about people. Yes, I see the Lord doing this in you. I see the Lord doing this in you. You're really good at this. You're really good at this. And as, you, as you're faithful with that, God will increase. I remember just starting off with Team T. I, I believe that God has given me s- some somewhat of a, of a teaching gift. And I remember in Team T, I was like, yes, I can. when I open my Bible, I understand things. And it was a, it was a bit of a pride in me that I, I know more than I Because, and I didn't want to, I came to a pla- place, I didn't want to share what I know. Because I, I now know more than you, for instance. Now, because I know something that you don't, I feel superior. Now, I don't want to teach it to you because then we're back on the same page. <laughs> you, 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 see, you see what I'm saying? It's like, I've got this revelation about something, so I'm going to keep it to myself because, you know. And then there was a moment where I felt, I started reading Bible and it just, yes. It felt like I was reading the Greek without knowing anything. I was, I don't know what's standing here. I, I don't understand anything. All of a sudden it felt like God was turning, the, he was closing the tap. 
I was like, God, what, what's happening? Why? I used to understand things. Now I, people ask me something about baptism. Like, what? I, 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 I just don't understand anything anymore. And I clearly felt God saying to me, if you're going to, if you're going to keep... I got a picture of a, of a dam a damn wall, and I closed, I closed it so the water couldn't flow. And God said, I'm going to not put water in here because you're holding back. And I was like, oh, yes, God. And I started opening up and, and using my gift. And, and that was when I got the revelation. It's not to me, but it's through me. And this now flows through me. And as I started opening up, it's as if God says, I see a faithful man that I can trust. And I know whatever I give him, he will use. Whatever I give him, he will give, you know, he would give it out. So if I give revelation to him, that will be taught somewhere. It will go through him. The worst thing in life is a clogged pipe. I mean, Aaron said, you know, if there's a clogged pipe, everything just doesn't work. We need to not be clogged pipes. We need to be open pipes that God knows that whatever he puts in there will flow through. And I believe as we do that more, God increases the measure of gift that we have. Or the... It doesn't make sense. You know, as, as I share the little prophetic word, God looks at us and He sees, okay, whatever I give Him, He does do something with that. So now I give Him more. Now I give Him more. And then he does, He's faithful again, now I give Him more. And now there's a prophetic word that you maybe shouldn't share, you should just pray about it and you're faithful and He knows He can trust you with more. Like I was saying, I couldn't prophesy just to save my life. And uh, not that you do that, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I was trusting God, God, I want to prophesy. Lord, you say in your scriptures, eagerly, des- eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Lord, you said I need to desire, so I'm doing it. You now, show up, man. Look, I'm, I'm doing what you say. So, and I saw him slowly but surely increasing the gift of prophecy to a point where if I get an opportunity to prophesy now, I'm enjoying it. I like just you know, prophesying. Not, you, you, you know what I'm saying? And I want to encourage you, if you, even if you feel like, man, I can't, I can't teach, I can't prophesy, I can't, I can't see how the chair should be packed, I don't have a gift of administration, but if there's something in your heart desiring it, go, God, I, I want, desire the gifts. And God places a desire in each of our hearts, different, different desires. Some of you have got a this desire to lead worship, to be in worship. You don't know how it looks, but just, this is something in your heart that wanna, wants to lead people into worship. You just make, you want to play music, whatever the thing is. It's like, God, I'm desiring this. Game. I want to build up your church. There's also in 1 Corinthians 7 verse 7, there's also two gifts mentioned in marriage and celibacy. So I don't know if any one of you is desiring celibacy. Peter, are you claiming the gift? You, you, you're desiring it or not? <laughs> <laughs> Let this cup pass for me, Lord. <laughs> Probably not even bad. If there is something in your heart, man, I want to serve God faithfully being single for the rest of my life. If that, if that thing is in your heart, desire it and say, God, if you want to use me like that. I know, cult, but we kind of. And <laughs> Jesus, please not me. But if it, is in your, <laughs> if it is in your heart, I mean, that's also a gift from God. Likewise, marriage. (laughs) 
Can you just uh, put 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 to like a lot? You can just you can just read through them. Yeah, it's all the way to. <laughs> Uh, okay, so follow the way of love and eagerly desire. For anyone who's, especially the gift of prophecy, and I want to finish off with this. And say, For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him, but utters mysteries with his spirit. But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Just keep it on, on verse 4 for now. And uh, I, don't, I don't have time to obviously unpack tongues and unpack prophecy completely, but I want to just quickly focus on those two. I mean, I've time and time and again, I've encouraged our community, I've sent groups, and I've sent WhatsApps on many groups this year. Just, guys, I feel like the Lord is saying, we need to pray in tongues. Rem- remember to pray in tongues. When you're driving, to pray in tongues. Uh, tongues doesn't necessarily just mean we come together and it's a couple I'd love praying tongues I mean the Bible is quite clear now quickly there's a couple of different tongues you get one that's publicly so you share a tongue and it's publicly in this interpretation but generally what I'm speaking about is man I'm just praying it's just me me and the Lord I'm praying to the Lord because it says here the one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself and the word edifies means to build up a building it's, it's, there's like half of a building, no roof, and it's leaky, but we're edifying it, we're building it up. We're making it complete. I think the best, one of the best ways that we can grow as a Christian is just to pray in tongues the whole time. And you don't have to play, pray loudly, you can just, under, the, under your breath, you can just, as you're driving, just pray. If I'm drinking a coffee with you, you need to know, I've already prayed or I'm praying in tongues, generally. Because most of the time, I don't know what to say, to be honest. And I'm just, Lord, help me. And I'm praying in tongues, and I start to pick up things. Because my spirit, it's, it's like my spirit connects with the Lord. But then he says, but you prophesize, so you go back, you prophesize edifies the church. God, we want to see your church grow. We want to see your, child be, your, your church be edified. I wanna, my heart is for every single one of us to walk in what God has for us. And I, I hope and I pray that oh, every one of our hearts is, man, I want to see the person next to me walking whatever God has for them. And for that to happen, we need to see prophecy edifying the church. I believe prophecy is the one, one of the gifts that we're actually called for all of us to do. We see in Acts 1, no, in Acts 2, Peter um, quoting out of uh, the book of Joel. And he says in, in the la- latter days, and that's meaning from when um, the Holy Spirit was poured out, on, on Peter and the rest of the guys till when Jesus comes back. He says, in the latter days, your, your old men will, will dream dreams, your young men will see visions, and he's mentioning th- things. And that doesn't mean if you're dreaming dreams, you're old. Again, what Peter doing is here, he's saying like, everyone will be prophesying. And he mentions slaves, he mentions men, women. He's saying everyone will be hearing the voice of God. Everyone will be tapping in, in what the Lord is doing and will be prophesying that, seeing visions. Dreaming dreams, hearing something from the Lord. Now, there's a difference between someone who is a prophet, you know, it's whenever that guy speaks, it's just the audible voice of the Lord almost. And then, but generally, I'm just speaking generally, we're all called to prophesy. This is what the Lord is saying. Again, this is just little, little nuggets. I mean, I can't get to everything. I want to.
just landed with this. There's a lot of spiritual gifts. Anything that the Holy Spirit touches in your life, anything that the Holy Spirit uses in your life, He is using it for the church, to edify the church. And I want us this morning to say, Lord, show me what my gifts are. Because the starting point for us is to know what my gifts are, and then I can start functioning. The moment you seek, well, I think there's some sort of a teaching gift, I don't know how that looks, start to walk in it. Start to speak to other people that's got a similar gift and let them help you through it. Okay, this is a good idea. Mate, let's try and do this. If you've got a worship gift, just do it. Just go for it. Start worshiping. Getting two or three people together. Let's just worship a bit. It's less frightening. And you start to grow in your gift. And we start, you start to see as you're faithful of that, God sees this, the worshiper and he sees that you're faithful to help break open the presence of God. And it's like it just increases. So how do I know what my gifts are? A couple of points on that. Firstly, what is in your heart? God has placed that desire in your heart to want to function and flow in something. Secondly, the people around you will generally start to see it. To give you an idea, I spoke to someone, I think, two weeks ago, and now this person doesn't like speaking in front of people, not at all, but just naturally they want to explain something to people. If someone asks a question, they're the first one to ex- explain it. And I, I was like, wait, 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 that's a, that's a teaching gift you've got there. That is a desire in your heart to explain things to people. Just continue reading your Bible, continue understanding it, but that's, that's a gift that God has given to explain something in a way. And when they explain it, it's like, it makes sense. So what, what are the people around you saying? Let them ask people, what, do you see, what, what gifts do you see in my life? And then also... Pray. Ask God. God, what gifts do you have for me? Ask Him. Like I was saying this morning, some of us need to trust for a gift of faith. Some of us need to trust and trust God that He would come and give it. And I just landed there. I mean, there's a lot we can say about all all of the gifts. and I mean... Something I enjoy about the church is it's it's not it's not just it's not just I come every Sunday get my weekly deposit of food and now my, my you know my spiritual food for the week and now I'm okay and by Thursday I'm burning out a bit but luckily it's almost Sunday and I get my and I get I get my fix again. You know it, it's 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 strange if I miss church. Let's say I miss church this Sunday. And I, and I think, oh, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just go to that church. And I've got this idea that I just need to go to church to get my fix. But we need to change our mindset. I need to be here. I need to be present. I'm part of, I'm building. The, Peter says we are being built together as living stones. I'm a brick in this building. This building that is the church. I, you, we're bricks in this building. I just can't take myself out, run to a different, and then put, you know, it's, that's not how it works. And as I am part of this a brick, I'm building up and I'm, help, I'm helping building up. Let's maybe all just stand. I want to pray for us. Uh, Blanca.